Welcome to the second series of Medrash Morsels. Short but sweet Medrashim designed for the whole family to share for Shabbos dessert. Medrash Morsels for Pashas Vayigash. Children, we are in the middle of the Yosef Pashios. Let's recap. Yosef's brothers thought that he was a Russia and tried to banish him from the family. He was sold as a slave and landed up in Mitzrayim. In Mitzrayim, Yosef was very successful and eventually became the vice president to Paro. Paro appointed Yosef in charge of his personal palace. Plus, he gave Yosef national responsibilities in the whole country, such as Minister of Agriculture, Minister of Public Affairs, Treasurer of Egypt, and Minister of Defense. Paro gave Yosef a royal Egyptian uniform and had him marry Osnas, who came from a noble Egyptian family. Paro gave Yosef an Egyptian nickname, the Tsafnas Paneach. Paro, the king of Egypt, even trusted Yosef with his signet ring. That meant that whatever Yosef chose to do, he could write it up in a document and seal it with the Paro's approval, even without asking Paro first. Yosef went around Egypt on a tour. He was becoming famous, and wherever he went, his main message was, There's a famine coming! Save food! Wherever Yosef traveled, his main message was, There's a severe famine coming to this part of the world in a few years. Save food or die of starvation! Meanwhile, in Eretz Canaan, Yaakov still thought Yosef to be dead. And Yosef's brothers didn't know what was happening to Yosef. They thought that he was still just someone's slave. When the famine came to Eretz Canaan, Yaakov Avinu heard that someone is, is selling food in Mitzrayim. No one had any idea that it was Yosef himself. Yaakov sent down his ten sons, each one with a donkey, to load up with food and bring it back. Yaakov didn't send Binyamin, who was too, who was too young, he said, and he was his favorite son. He didn't want to send him. When the ten brothers stood in front of Yosef, Yosef saw ten mighty kiboirim. Each one was able to destroy ten cities single-handedly. Yosef knew he needed to act very wisely to give them a kapara that they needed, but no one should get hurt. You see, kids, in those days, a tzaddik could use his spiritual power as physical strength. According to Yosef's dreams, ten brothers bowing down to him was not enough. There was meant to be eleven. That means Binyamin too. So Yosef made the following plan. He first accused his brothers for spying against Egypt, and he held them all in jail. But then Yosef let them all go up to feed their families, all except for one. One brother would stay in an Egyptian prison until they returned with their youngest brother, and that'll prove that they aren't spies. He chose Shimon. The brothers thought that it was a random choice from the Tzofnas Paneach, but it really was the wise Yosef wanting to split up Shimon and Levi. He thought them to be dangerous if they stayed together. When Shimon was told that he was chosen to stay in jail, he challenged his brothers and said in Hebrew so that Tzofnas Paneach wouldn't understand. This is what you did to Yosef. You separated him from the family. And now you're going to allow the Tzofnas Paneach to separate me from the family? The brothers said back, So what should we do? Do we stay with you? And let our family starve? Shimon said, 
Okay, do what you think. But I am now summoning my strength and my might against the Egyptian wimps. Let's see if they can imprison me. Yosef saw that Shimon was no willing customer. Yosef sends a quick message to Paro. We need 70 mighty prisoners. They should come to me with handcuffs and leg, cu- leg cables. If they get killed by Shimon, it's okay. They deserve death anyhow. So soon enough, these 70 dangerous criminals walk in with leg cables, and the brothers are watching. What's the Tsofnas Paneach going to do with them? Then Tsofnas Paneach gave the command, Men, put this spy in prison and lock his legs with cables. But the moment they approached Shimon, Shimon let out a shout so loud that stunned the 70 men so badly that they all fell down on their faces and broke their teeth. Yosef was calm and unimpressed. His son Menashe will have to do the job. Sofnas Paneach gives the command. Menashe, stand up. Immediately Menashe got up and struck Shimon with one blow that sent Shimon rolling into prison. Menashe followed him into the cell and locked Shimon's legs with a cable. Shimon shouted back to his brothers, This guy is no Egyptian! He's got this strength like someone from our family! The brothers were scared. They had better listen to the Tzofnas Paneach. They went home with food, fed their families, and they returned to Mitzrayim with Binyamin. When they stood in front of the Tzofnas Paneach, he asked the brothers, Is this your little brother that you told me about? Yes. Come here. Hashem should bless you, my son. Do you have children? He's talking to Binyamin now. The kids, remember, Yosef and Binyamin are brothers from the same father and mother, Rochel. Yes, sir, sir. I have ten sons. And what are their names? Binyamin begins to list off the names of his sons. Bela, Vovecher, Ashbel, etc. Yosef says, Those are strange names. Never heard of them before. What were you thinking when you named them? Sir, I'll tell you the truth. I used to have a big brother, so dear to me, so precious. We shared the same mother, but years ago he went lost. So I named my children Bella because he was swallowed up amongst the Gentiles. Becher because he was a Bechor. Ashbel because he was captured. Gera, because my brother became a stranger somewhere far away. Meanwhile, Yosef is trying to hold back his emotions. Binyamin continues, Naaman, my brother was so pleasant. Echi, that sounds like brother, the only brother I had from my mother. Rosh, because he was like my head in charge of me. Mupim, because he was really handsome. Chupim? He never came to my chuppah, and I missed his chasana, wherever he is. Kids, he's sitting right in front of him. And my tenth son is named Orod, because he went down, down, down into the galus, and my father went down, down, down from his chair, and he sits on the floor only because he's in mourning over my long-lost brother. And wait, I'm not finished. Yosef wanted to go cry. When my brothers sit down to eat together, they sit in groups according to their mother. But me? I just sit alone 
remembering my beloved brother, and I cry. <laughs> Yosef ran now into a back room. He closed the door and burst out crying himself. He needed to wash his face when he was done. He regained his composure and came out to join his brothers in a private feast. They still didn't know the real identity of this Egyptian Tzofnas Paner. There's a lot more to the story, but for now, it's just a morsel. There are many more good epic stories on the website musarstories.com and if you visit there and tap on the projects page, you will find a book of hours for sale all about Yom Tovim. It's for Rebbe's it's for teachers, it's for Moras and Mechanchim and even parents to look over the Yom Tov, a summary of halachas and Musa and questions and answers for the children, how to give it over, all about Yom Tovim, only at musastories.com.